Welcome fellow traveler. I'm Stephanie Elizabeth Briggs, and this is Soul to Life, a podcast for old souls on the multi-dimensional journey of being human. This is episode four, where I'm diving into the vibes of the moment. We are here at this final eclipse of the current eclipse season, and we'll be talking about this solar eclipse in Gemini and the energies leading up to the solstice that is happening on June 20th or 21st, depending on your time zone. And then I'll also be sharing a bit about my own journey and process of embracing my multidimensionality and what that even means to me. So I'm excited to explore this with you today. Before we get into that, I do have an exciting announcement to make, which is the winner of the Soul to Life Celebration Giveaway is Stephanie Del Signor. And congratulations, Stephanie. I'm really excited to get to know you and be on the journey together. I want to also just express gratitude to all those of you who entered the giveaway and uh, watch your email because I have a thank you gift to share with you. Summer Solstice Circle will be happening on June 20th at 1 p.m. U.S. Eastern Time, and this is a free live online gathering that's open to everybody. And we will be celebrating the, the solstice and the gifts of solar radiance and also tapping into our own soul shine to light the way for the coming season. These are seasonal gatherings that I've been hosting four times a year and I absolutely love them. They're so delightful and um, I hope you can join us. So if you'd like to get in on that, you can go to my website at heartblossom.life slash summer dash circle. So let's get into this solar eclipse portal that we are in. The solar eclipse in Gemini is exact on June 10th at 6.53 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time, and this eclipse is happening at 19 degrees of Gemini. So we have the sun and the moon conjunct there. Of course, a solar eclipse is a supercharged new moon. The involvement of the lunar nodes nearby is part of what makes it an eclipse. So at this particular eclipse, we not only have the sun and the moon conjunct in Gemini, we also have Mercury as part of this cluster. And Mercury is not only currently retrograde, it is retrograde in Gemini, which is the sign that it rules. So we have a whole lot of mercurial energy going on here. And Mercury has to do with our mind, our thoughts, our ideas, and our voice, and all that we communicate and express. It is a transformational type 
energy in the sense of it shifts, it moves, it changes shape. It's in that process of emergence, of co-creation, of improvisation and play. And if you tuned into the lunar eclipse message that I shared a few weeks ago, I talked about that a bit as well, um, of the fact that our entire lives are in improvisation with this particular eclipse, which is bringing this eclipse season to an end. This is that new starting point for the next chapter, for the next season of our lives. And what are the new perspectives that we want to embody and practice and root into? What words and ideas and knowings and questions do we need to express or discuss with the people in our communities, people we're in relationship with, or just with ourselves? With this eclipse season overall, working with the energies of Gemini and Sagittarius, we've been working on seeing and understanding more about what is, about what is already here, just delving more deeply into that, perhaps from a new perspective, a different perspective than the familiar one that we've been kind of operating in. So this has been potentially a time of revelation of something being revealed. In a process of revelation, you could imagine a curtain being opened, but what is being revealed has already been there. It just was not in plain sight. So at this time, we're experiencing revelation, and then we have the invitation to consciously choose our response. And so at this time, the invitation is to move through awareness of what might need to shift or change. And we get to make these changes to align with where we're growing next. And I was just chuckling a little there as I had the awareness of how spirit is always playing with language when I connect with them to get guidance for these messages. So it just always makes me smile when spirit gets playful. And that's really one of the gifts that I've received in cultivating my relationships with my guides, you know, with the sun in Gemini and um, this mercurial influence, we have some trickster energies around potentially. There's a sense of non-duality or of, of holding paradox or we could say multi-dimensionality, that everything isn't either this or that, or everything isn't all the same. There's also a connection with queerness for me, and this is Pride Month, so I just want to say happy Pride to all my queer folks out there, whether you're out and proud or you're only questioning with yourself, wherever you're at with that is valid. And I'm going to share a little bit more about my journey later on in this episode. But at this time, there's just a lot of potential for inspiration, for new ideas, for ideas that might change the rhythms of our daily life. We have Uranus 
still in Taurus and currently in a conjunction with the asteroid series having to do with the rhythms of our life, the rhythms that nourish us, our self-care, our daily rituals, and just remembering that our bodies have to be included in that. Those of us who connect very easily and find joy in playing with the spirit realm, that's wonderful. It can be very nourishing and we can get ungrounded. I always have to remember to come back and tend to my physical body, which is one of the dimensions of me in this life. One aspect we have here uh, is Neptune in a square to the eclipse. And Neptune is also joined by Pallas Athena, the asteroid, and these are in Pisces. Things may not be as they seem or appear to be. We might still be struggling with a lack of clarity about certain things. Or maybe we feel clear that something needs to change, and yet it's not clear what we're supposed to do about that. What's my path ahead? What's my next step? I can't see anything. Oh my gosh, where am I? (laughs) I'm lost. If you're feeling that way, I can give you a connection for that. It's very familiar to me. And I want to invite you to try on, if you want, is what if that isn't a problem? What if the fact that you can't see your next step is not a problem or a bad sign? What if this is just where you're at right now? What if this is just one moment on the journey? Sometimes destiny is tricky. We may feel really drawn to something that doesn't end up the way we expected it, but yet somehow still positions us to something really amazing that's going to change our life for the better. And it's okay to find that frustrating. It's okay to feel whatever you feel about that. More importantly, even if things are not clear to you, you still retain your agency. You are not helpless. So... Watch out for a need that you have for clarity and full understanding of exactly how this is all going to work. Don't let that need for certainty keep you in a tailspin, keep you stuck, keep you feeling miserable. Just try something. And also look to the patterns that are happening beyond any individual incidents that you're dealing with. What's the bigger pattern if you were to take a step or two back and just observe yourself where you are with the feelings you have? What do you notice and how do you feel as you observe this? There's a lot of valuable information there for you if you take the time to slow down and connect with it. We have Mars here at 29 degrees of Cancer opposite Pluto at 26 degrees of Capricorn, and Pluto is retrograde. And so this has been an internal process that's happening, and especially, you know, with our emotional life. So we may be feeling more of what has been hidden all along with these Neptunian influences. These could be addictions, fantasy, deception, patterns of saviorism or martyrdom, or being not quite fully alive. Mars is slowly moving out of this oppressive influence of Pluto. Familial patterns that may be playing out 
especially having to do with suppressed desires. You may be noticing patterns of misuse of power, misuse of energy, and know that that can cause harm to yourself and to others. And I want to remind you that it's still harm, even if it only impacts you. So right now, this is like a time to take your final look around with these patterns and these energies that we may have, that we may be carrying in our bodies. Mars is about to move into Leo, which may start to free up some energy to take action toward your dreams to more authentic self-expression from a joyful place, from a celebration of your creativity and a genuine desire to share that with others. This is a time when it's really powerful for us to give passionate voice and expression to our heart's desire. So what's the story of this eclipse? We have the lunar nodes with the north node at 10 degrees of Gemini. This is our destiny point. This is the arrow that is drawing us forward. This is the time to begin taking those first shaky steps toward what's next. This is the first page of a new story. And you are the author of this story, your story of your life. And as such, you have the authority. <laughs> also, I did not come up with this. And I don't remember who did, but it very much needed to be shared. This idea of you as the author and thus the authority of your life. And so many of the things that I've realized and remembered about myself have been because I saw myself reflected in someone else's story. So your story has power that goes beyond you. It goes beyond your conscious awareness. And truly, you will never know the actual impact of sharing your story. You might know some of the impact, but you may never know some inner spark that you have touched off in your listener. They may never tell you. But that may, that spark, that inspiration, that sense of knowing or awareness may have led them in a completely different direction in their life. I'm leaning into the playfulness at this time because I know for me, I can get really too serious sometimes, but I also have a part of me that loves playing, that loves being silly and creating. And so with all of this, I just wanted to share a bit and I started thinking about this whole concept of multidimensionality, which is a word that would sort of pop up in all these different places. And I think it really started to land for me. It's the different interests and talents and perceptions and perspectives that I hold and even the, the multiplicity of those that are within me. So I am someone who 
is neurodivergent. And that means that my nervous system and my the way that I perceive and make sense of the world diverges from the way that our society is structured and the way that we're supposed to function. I'm a complex trauma survivor and that has impacted my nervous system. And for me, my system is trying to keep me safe. And this comes from experiences when there wasn't a lot of uh, safety for me as a kid. I also am a highly sensitive person and I've always been really sensitive to sounds and smells and being around a lot of people and just everything impacts me more. You know, I always thought that there's something wrong with me or that I shouldn't be the way I am, that I shouldn't be so sensitive and it's a problem. Um, And more and more, especially, you know, through connecting with other people who've had the courage to share about their experience, I realized there's nothing wrong with me. This is just who I am. I'm just different. And it's a combination of the way I was born and the experiences that I've lived so far. And there's no way to fully separate those out even. There's no way to get to the exact root of all my issues and my struggles with certainty. It's There's a level of mystery to it. For me, you know, this also comes up in my work. And so I have Sagittarius in my fourth house. That's my roots in the world. And I have Gemini in my 10th house, my house of out in the world. And, you know, for a long time, I really was always trying to force myself to figure out my thing. What's my work? What kind of stuff do I want to do? Like, what's my role going to be? And eventually I started to realize that I'm not here to like whittle down my vast inherent wholeness into some one true thing or identity that can define me. I'm a creative and I express my creativity through lots of different modalities and media and even just through the way that I interact in my daily life. I don't have to put a label on that. My multi-potentialite, multi-dimensional neurodivergent self is one aspect of my multi-dimensionality. Another aspect is my queerness, which is something I'm still learning about and exploring. And for me, it has to do with generally just my way of living as diverging from the status quo, from the dominant culture and doing things in a way that's actually sustainable and truthful and real for me. So this has to do with being pansexual and also queer in the way that I uh, approach my relationships. And I consider myself to be gender non-conforming cis woman intentionally do not conform to certain gender presentation standards and roles. But it's taken me a long time to get here. I was kind of a late bloomer, even though I was surrounded by queer people and friends 
you know, even in my high school years and my teens, I was very much um, in the closet. So I was really good at performing that um, straightness, but it would still leak out in certain awkward moments. And, you know, there was that part of me that was just trying to be seen and accepted and allowed expression in my life. But I had a lot of internalized homophobia. And so it just really felt like um, I couldn't even let myself really know. Ultimately, that part of me could not be suppressed. I can't, certainly can't speak for everyone or anyone other than myself. But for me, the hardest part was accepting it with myself and contending with all my fears and my expectations of what would happen if I would make this known to other people. So the hardest part was leading up to it and being myself, although it still, of course, comes with challenges, has been so much better. So if you're listening and you're resonating with some of this, I would love to hear from you. thank you so much for spending your precious time with me today. You can find the full show notes and an archive of past episodes at soultolifepodcast.com. If you'd like to learn more about me and my work, you can go to my website at heartblossom.life. And that's also where you can get on my email list to be notified about new episodes and to receive other subscriber-only goodies and updates. You can also follow me on Instagram at heartblossom.life or by searching for Soul to Life podcast. If you're enjoying Soul to Life, you can help sustain this offering by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, as well as by sharing Soul to Life with your people or by making a contribution at soultolifepodcast.com slash sustain. Soul to Life is created and produced by me, Stephanie Elizabeth Briggs, in collaboration with my guides of Earth and Sky, and our theme music is the song Pleiades by Starry Eyes. This is my musical alter ego. Thanks again for being here with me today. Until next time, wishing you all the best on your journey. Take care.